Yesterday was Daf Pei Hei, number 85, and today is Daf Pei Vav. And I just want to have in mind Rafua Shalema for Zev Monk's mother, um, and her name is Krena Bas Chaya. So that's Meshiav uh, Rafua Shalema. And also have in mind Liuli Nishmas Moshe David Ben Naftali Yosef Alevi. And we'll start a review. Um, on pay of pay hey, which is yesterday's daf, um, it's a little ways up on daf pay dalinam and base. Basically, there's machlokis between Rav Yochanan Rish Lakish about a limb that has a kazais of meat in one end of it, but not on the other. Are uh, you allowed to break it in the area where there isn't a kazais of meat? So Rav Yochanan says, no, you may not. It's also forbidden, and Reb Shem ben Lakish says that there's no problem to break such a bone. So Rav Yalchanan asked Rish Lakish, he says that in the Pasuk, and it says that that's both a bone that has a kezayis of meat and a bone that does not have a kezayis of meat. Now, what does it mean that it does not have a kezayis of meat? Does, if it means... If we're going to say that it means that there's not a kezayis of meat at all, so then... Um, why would this be a prohibition to break the bone? It should definitely um, be allowed. Um, so it must be that we're talking about, it doesn't have a kazais here, it has a kazais on the other end. And uh, we're still saying that you're not allowed to break the bone. So Rabbi Shlakish says, no, 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 that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about, um, one second, okay. Um, it's talking about um, that uh, the, there's meat on the outside and also meat when it's on the inside, in the marrow, and that qualifies as basar. And if there's kezayis basar on the inside, in the place where you're breaking it, that's also problematic, and that's what's actually indicated in the brisa, because you're not allowed to break a bone where there's meat, even if that meat is meat that you wouldn't be able to access from the outside, it's on the, on the inside, it's still an area where there's meat, and that's part of a bone that you're not allowed to break. And that's what Bryce says, that uh, when it says, that's both a bone that, that, that has marrow and a bone that does not have marrow. Uh, it says that you're supposed to eat all the meat at this night. That's the meat that's on top of the bone. So the Gemara says, but wait a second, maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's even the meat in the bone. And when, and the meat and the, and the marrow bones, you're allowed to break open to be able to get to the meat. That's why it has to say, and the answer is, is that since we have another pasuk in the parsha Pesach Sheni, that mentions again, which is completely superfluous because we already know that it's also that it has to follow all the laws of Pesach. So that repetition is telling me that both bones must not be broken, even if it's the only way that you're going to be able to access the meat. The bottom line is, um, you're not allowed to break a bone if, they, if there's meat on, that, on the part of the bone, um, even if that meat is not accessible from the outside, it's only on the inside. Okay. So that is the story with that. And um, I brought down a question. If you have an aver that's a limb that's partially uh, outside, so you're, the Mishnah tells us that you're, you, cut the, uh, you cut until you reach the bone, and then you peel it, uh, peel the meat around it, 
and then you go all the way up to the, the joint, and then you basically cut around and slip out the bone, because obviously you're not allowed to cut through the bone. Now, if you're going to say that a limb that doesn't have a gazayis of meat over here, but it does have a gazayis of meat somewhere else, you're not allowed, there's no problem breaking the bone, so then why am I going through this whole thing? There's a section here that doesn't have meat, I should just chop off that part right there, just peel off a little bit over there and cut the bone, because there's no problem cutting the bone and where there's no meat, and here there's no meat in the area that went out, meaning it's not even able to be eaten. So the Gemara says that's not a kasha, um, uh, Bai says the reason why it's not a problem is because you, you you might crack the bone farther in where it's where it's inside and that would be problematic, and that's prohibited. And Ravina says the problem they're talking about where there's marrow inside, and that is there's meat here that's right there that you would be breaking the bone and that's not allowed. Then we brought okay, so that was the end of that uh, raya. It's not a, not a proof against. It was a question and an answer. Then we got to, it says that in a Mishnah, um, that Pigel and Osar are mitame yodayim. So um, Rav Huna and Rav Chizda both explain why is it mitame yodayim. It's a rabbinic invention that these that the meat becomes tame to the hand, to, to touch. And uh, basically, the re- one explanation is because we're worried about Kohanim who are suspect of having an issue with a particular person, and uh, they may come to um, be mefagal the korban, but if you're going to give them a dintum on their hands, that's something they are not going to want. It's a hassle for them. They have to go um, be metired their hands. So for that, they'll say, okay, it's not worth making you know, going through all this revenge if it's going to be a hassle, and uh, or whatever it is, you know. Um, and Nosar also, uh, and Nosar as well. Um, but rather You don't want the quantum to be lazy and say, "Oh, if I'm, I'm you know, let me finish my portion," because otherwise I'm going to have to get up and go purify my hands. Um, and they were lazy to finish, and this basically gives them the impetus to finish eating. Okay. So basically, and one again, the Shadikun is really going on Pigol, the Atzlikun is really going on No, sir. Now, um, that's the story. So the question the Gemara wanted to know uh, oh, so there's also Machlokas, how much are we, is this Din Toma? How big does it need to be? If it's a Kazayas or a Kabeya? If it's Kazayas, so it goes by the Isser, because it's the Isser that, that they created the Toma for. So therefore, the shear iser is kazai. So therefore, that's the shear for tuma. And the other opinion of kabe is because once we give dinei tuma, then it follows dinei tuma, hilchos tuma, and hilchos tuma is kabe. Is only way, only the size of an egg is able to convey tuma, not less than that. So that's why we said the shear is the size of an egg. So the question is, did they also make exer of tuma on yotze or not? Um, so maybe it's only no sir because there's a special laziness that they may not eat, and then we're trying to counter that. But Yotze, who says that we're choshish, that they'll ever take it outside the proper location, that's, a, that's not a, a worry that the rabbis would need to step in and create a Dine Tumah. So we brought a proof from the Mishnah that talks about this. Um, the Mishnah says that if there's a limb that's partially out, 
So you can cut up until the bone, and then you peel off the meat, and then you go to the joint, and then you slip out the bone, basically. Now, if you say that the rabbis gave you dintoma, so when you cut, what's the, um, aren't you going to be metama, uh, you're going to become tummy. So the Gemara says, no, it's, uh, that's not a proof. It could be this does not, it's not a problem that it's tame because it's even though this part of the bone is attached to or it's attached to the bone or touching the bone, um, the bone is not touched to the tame part that's sticking out, uh, even if it is tame because attached is not the same thing as touching. Touching is only on the surface of touching. This is called what we call tumas starami, a hidden tuma, and that's not a, that's not problematic. Okay. Next, we saw Ravina. He says that uh, Chibur Oklin is not considered a Chibur. Um, so, therefore, you got to ask the question, food that is attached to each other is not even considered an attached, it's as if it's separated. Um, so, what are you going to say then? Um, isn't it considered touching? And it's going to be mitame. So the Gemara says, if, if you say the shears of Gazai is here, there's less than excess. If you say the shears of Gabay, there's less than the size of a Gabay. So it's not necessarily a proof either. Then we brought another proof. We tried another proof. From, uh, it says that if you take meat of a Pesach from one Chaburah to another, even though there's a negative prohibition, it's still Tahor. Right, so the Gemara says, now what does it mean, Tar? It's Tar, but it's Aser, because you went from one. Chabur to the other, it's like going outside the mechitza, and it's um, puzzle, and still, even though it's puzzle, it's tar. So the so you see the rabbis never made a decree of toma and yotze. So the gemara says no, tahor means in its mutter, because the only going out from chabur to chabur, from group to group, is not really like going out of the mechitza, and it, therefore it doesn't really become puzzle. I but it says. Um, if you eat it, it's a losase. How can that be a losase if you you didn't do anything? It was, you didn't. Oh, you weren't over a negative transgression. If you say um, that the sheer toma is the size of an egg, so you're you're eating a kezayis and it's not kebeya, so it's not a dintuma. I get it, but if you but if you say that it's a kezayis, what are you going to say? So it must be. Um, that uh, in order to make this that it's not a proof, you'd have to say that everybody would agree when it comes to Karm Pesach that the rabbis for sure never made a decree of Tumah for Karm Pesach and that's because there's even less of a concern than normal that because you have the advantage of the Bnei Chabura who are extra careful and keeping an eye on each other. Oh, don't take it out there. You're not allowed to go out. And therefore, there's even less of a concern. The rabbis never made a decree. The Shaila is, by Kachim, regular Karbanos, did the rabbis make a decree or not? And on that, we have a take. We don't have a clear-cut answer. No proof either way. Now, this got us to the topic of taking meat out of one Chabura to another Chabura. Where's the Makar that that's also prohibited? So quoted from the Bryce, it says, which means, sounds like you're only allowed to take from house to house. How do you know that there's also an issue to take from group to group, even if they're in the same house? So that's from the Apostle Chutza, outside of its area of Achila. We'll see more about this in today's daf. Um, 
Next, uh, so Rav Ami says that uh, somebody takes meat out of a, of, of a Pesach, out from Chabur to Chabur, he's not going to be Chayev unless he places it down. Because Hilchos Hotzah um, follows the criteria of what is normally considered carrying anywhere, and including and it's basically, so therefore it follows the dinim of Shabbos that in order to be qualified as Yitziah. And as you know, in Shabbos you need an Akira and Anach. It needs to be picked up and put down. And until it's put down, you weren't you didn't finish the carrying out. So the Hotzah here works the same way. So Vabramal said as a kasha. He says, What do you mean? It says that when they schlepped out the uh, parim that needed to be burnt, and they had to burn it outside the walls. So the, as soon as they're schlepping it, the front people who are outside are already tame. Uh, they're, they're, their clothes are tummy, and the people who are still in are not tummy, um, but never came to rest. So I thought it should follow Dini Yitzia. So the Gemara, he said, gives the kasha. Yes, he, he asked the question. He gives the answer as well. If it's dra- it was the case where it was dragging on the ground, so therefore it's always at rest, and therefore it doesn't need an akira ananacha if it's being dragged, and that's the story with that. Okay. Brings us to the Mishnah. Um, you have a limb that uh, partially was, uh, this is the mission, was quoted a few times in Amman Aleph. A limb that partially went out, so you can cut until you reach the bone, and then you peel around the bone, the, the flesh, until you reach the joint, and then you cut off the bone at the joint, because you're not let it break the bone. If it's a regular hagdish, then there's no need to do this whole process. You just cut it where it, the part that stuck out with a meat cleaver and it's not a problem because that bone is allowed to be broken um, there's no problem to do so it, whatever is within the doorstop that's considered inside whatever is outside of the doorstop is considered outside windows and the thickness of the wall is considered as the inside that's the mission so Rav, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav that this halacha is the true as well for Tevila as well in terms of counting somebody for a minion or being considered as being part of the minion if you're within the doorstop so then you can be mitzdarif to the ten and if you're standing outside the doorway so then you cannot be mitzdarif you can't join in with the minion that is Rav, Rav Shita but Rav Yeshua ben Levi disagrees because Rav Yeshua ben Levi says a very poetic idea that um, that even an iron iron boundary does not separate the Jews to their Father in heaven, and surely not a mere door. That uh, doorway, of course, we are still connected and connect, and and therefore we're part of the minion. And even if we're sticking standing outside the door, and that's Rabbi Shulman Levi's shita. So the Gemara was bothered by the doorstop because it sounds like from the edge of the doorstop inward, that's, that's fine, but from the edge of the doorstop outward um, is outside, which is saying that the doorstop itself is, uh, not, you know, which way is the doorstop? Is it like outside or like inside? It's contradictory. So that's the question that we have. Um, so the Gemara says it depends on the, uh, which, which gate you're talking about. There's the gates of the Azara and the gates of Yerushalayim. And that's because Rabbi Shmuel Bar of Yitzchak explains that they specifically did not, were not Mekadish, the inside of the gates of the city of Yerushalayim, because the people of Taras need 
to be under something and they have to have a place to stand to protect them from the sun or in the sun when it's very hot or from the rain when it's rainy. And Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak says, why is it that um, the gate of Nikonar was also not sanctified because of the Mitzorayim that are standing there. They need to be able to put their thumbs in. So they speci- specifically left an area less than, you know, not as Kadosh, or didn't work Makdish that because uh, that's needed to be that way for functional functionality. And that is where we left off. And that's the end of the review. Let me just... Uh,